0: Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Welcome to Catholic Education Plus. I'm Father Tom Berg, pastor at St. the More Parish in the Hill District and also St. Mary Magdalene Parish, serving the communities of the East End, Homewood, Point Breeze, and Wilkinsburg sections of the city of Pittsburgh. And this morning we are visiting the Pittsburgh East Region of the Diocese of Pittsburgh and Holy Family Catholic School in Plumborough. Holy Family is a regional elementary school founded back in 2020 through the merger of St. John the Baptist School in Plum and St. Joseph's School in Verona. They also have a preschool, preschool, pro, preschool program in Oakmont. The schools enjoy rich histories. St. John the Baptist first opened its doors back in 1959 and says so St. Joseph's School began back in 1880s. The school has maintained a strong tradition of academic excellence with students consistently scoring two to three grades higher on standardized tests every year. Enrollment is growing at Holy Family, which receives strong support from their pastor, Father Kevin Pecking, and recently the merged Holy Family Parish family. The principal of Holy Family Catholic School is Beau Catrone, who initially led St. John the Baptist School in Plum. Beau, welcome this morning to Catholic Education Plus.
1: Thank you. Nice to be here.
0: And great to have you. in Holy Family uh, Parish is a new parish uh, serving Plumborough, Verona, Oakmont, and the Penn Hills area of Allegheny County. And Bo, in addition to bringing the two schools together, you tackled the challenge of keeping the students and the staff safe uh, during the COVID 19 pandemic. How has it gone so far this school year?
1: Uh, so far this school year, uh, it's gone amazingly well. Um, it has taken the dedication and the cooperation of not only the faculty and staff, maintenance and the administration, but the students and families as well. Uh, we went into the school year with the goal of being in person uh, through Thanksgiving, uh, then Christmas, then Easter, and now uh, finishing the year in June. We, you know, we've been in person the whole school year and have not had to go out due to an outbreak of COVID. Um, been a total team effort with everyone I mentioned, all working toward the same goal and following all the safety protocols we put in place to keep everyone associated with the school safe and healthy. Um, From the beginning, we gave parents the option on a daily basis to either send their children to in-person learning or virtual. Uh, This was one of our protocols which allowed parents the easy decision to keep their their child home if they woke up not feeling quite right, but uh, also knowing they could attend online and not miss any instruction. And this contributed to keeping any illnesses out of the school uh, as much as possible. Uh, this was also possible, uh, um, the, the challenge of that was also possible because early in the summer when it was announced that uh, the Pittsburgh East Regional Schools uh, would have enough devices for each student in, K- in kindergarten through eighth grade to have their own device, uh, we jumped on uh, getting the Chromebooks, tablets, and Kindles right away and we were able to provide every student a device uh, on the very first day of school. So no student at uh, in kindergarten through eighth grade, at Holy Family, had to worry about attending virtually if they needed to. Uh, we also upgraded our teachers' laptops to be able to handle uh, most of the increased online work if necessary.
0: Kudos to you and your staff for being able to... Uh, go through all these challenges, and all of the principals in the Catholic Diocese of Pittsburgh, Joe Rossi, the head of the Pittsburgh East Regional School System, just phenomenal, a lot of extra work, but it's paid off uh, as we come towards the end of this school year. It's hard to predict what's next uh, for the next school year, 2021-2022, but uh, what will it look like, and what are your hopes for this coming fall?
1: Uh, My hopes uh, this coming fall, we're I would like to continue to build on the progress we've made um, so far this year, Um, trying to work on also strengthening the bonds of all the families here in the school through more in-person events as as would be permitted by the guidelines if there are any more guidelines to follow in the fall.
0: Now, Bill. How are the two schools coming together? The former St. John the Baptist <laughs> School in Plum and St. Joseph's in Verona. Uh, they both were nicknamed the Chargers. So now, obviously, you kept uh, the nickname uh, Chargers. But how are the families and the students adapting uh, to the to the merger?
1: Well, I, I feel that it, that the uh, that the, it's gone incredibly well, actually. So before the pandemic hit. Um, the two previous schools, which is St. John's and St. Joe's, had already started to work together, uh, and we did many uh, joint events, such as uh, assemblies and sports events. Uh, our sports, our joint sports teams and joint fundraising, such as our gala, uh, which is one of the largest fundraisers for each school. So when we did merge this past year, uh, we already had a lot of common footing and had started to establish relationships between the families. Um, but also keeping the mascot, which was the Charger, was, was obvious, obviously uh, very easy, since they, we were both called the Chargers. And the new school colors was equally as easy. Uh, we put together an implementation committee, um, and they chose. We were choosing one color from each of the schools. St. John's was black and white, and uh, St. Joe's was blue and gold. So we basically picked uh, blue and gold as our colors.
0: And I'm sure you're. uh, You have been a great uh, information uh, connection as as St. Phillips and Crafton, St. Margaret of Scotland, and Green Tree are coming together this coming fall, and St. Gabriel's in Whitehall and St. Elizabeth's and Pleasant Hills, because now they're going through what you went through uh, just last year, their last two years. So I'm sure, um, obviously, there's no cookie cutter approach, but it's just beginning uh, relationships and communication and bringing the traditions together and, and starting a, a new chapter in the life, and it takes time just in any type of merger. Yeah. Now, how has the pandemic limited the ability for the school families to physically come together to get to know one another, especially with uh, just the merger this past year? Uh,
1: yeah, and that's that's true. Though. It has limited the ability for the families to get together. Um, of course, some, uh, but we have all uh, worked very hard to maintain those, you know, of the events that could be done safely in person. Uh, We have been able to field um, a girls and boys volleyball team, a cross country team, a track and field team, and most recently we are putting together a seven on seven football team here um, to play other diocese schools. But being that our virtual students log in and live stream their classes every day, they are still part of the classroom um, and they know what their classmates are doing. So for parents, uh, to get to know and, uh, and to other families and stuff, we held all school Zoom orientation meetings at the beginning of the school year. Uh, we also had a uh, we we held a takeout only fish fry with only parent volunteers, after uh, which parents were able to come together socially distanced for the school, uh, so they got to know each other very well. Uh, in addition, we also have been able to maintain several. Several of our community building fundraisers, such as our um, successful purse bingo, our night at the races, and our gala, um, all of them were all they were all live streamed with interaction between the participants, which um, has definitely helped our parents get to know each other. And um, we also have uh, a very active social media showcasing all the wonderful things our faculty and students have been doing, uh, so all of our school families have the sense. Of community and uh sharing the experiences of each other
0: that's good and it 's good to include all of those social aspects the fish fry uh the fundraisers uh, that yeah. builds the community even though you 're limited uh physically and then uh, just the social media just to keep everybody connected the zooms um, and it it will it will strengthen the relationships and then as things start to open up uh the next hopefully in the next couple months uh, you know, new friendships will continue to develop, but that, that's incredibly important whenever you're building a new school family. Now, one final question now before we take a break. When you encounter such adversity, how do you uh, turn to your Catholic faith for strength and lessons, using it as a teaching moment to your, your school family?
1: Um, what, what I try to do is um, I try to see things, uh, try to see things through other people's eyes and put myself in their place. Uh, as to what they're feeling, what they're doing. Um, I also pray at times asking God to see see me through some difficult situations. Um, and I, I sometimes, uh, or mainly most of the time, I use my past experiences as an example for, for my students uh, to, to make them understand and to make good choices in their life and to help guide them uh, on the path that God has chosen for them.
0: And, and, and then you can pass on your experiences in your Catholic faith to your teachers, your faculty, your staff, and then also the, the students and the families and say, hey, we're all one big family and we lean on each other and we're all going through this um, new beginnings together. And just like in any major project or any um, major change in a, a person or a family's life, he, he, it, the dialogue, uh, the faith, the, the sharing experiences, relationships. Uh, it, it, it takes a, a natural um, time process for everybody, and especially with uh, merging a school during a pandemic, which no one could predict, uh, obviously, it was an extra challenge, but it also it gave you an New things to think out outside the box. Would you agree with that?
1: Uh, that, that is correct. I do agree with that. And,
0: yes. And I always believe that even in a um, a pandemic, it gives people a sense of okay, I'm am t- going to take a negative situation and make it a positive. And uh, just like a, a year ago when when things were shut down, and uh, the, the, the faculty, the staff, the principals, uh, the school's office, the school directors, everybody kind of had a say, okay, how can we continue uh, teaching and and just look over a year how things have changed uh, with the online learning and being flexible instruction uh, and building and growing your work with what you had. And thank God the the schools were able to stay open uh, during the pandemic and Give, give families an, an opportunity to have that option. So yeah. we have lots more to talk about. Uh, we'll take a break. You're listening to Catholic Education Plus with Father Tom Burke here on KDK Radio. We'll be back in a moment. Welcome back to Catholic Education Plus. I'm Father Tom Burke, pastor at St. Benedict de Moore Parish in the Hill District and St. Mary Magdalene Parish serving the communities of the east end homewood point breeze and wilkinsburg sections of the city of pittsburgh and on this sunday morning we are featuring holy family school in plum borough and my guest this morning is the principal at holy family mr beau catrone now beau you grew up in monongahela uh, you went to transfiguration school and Ringgold high school and you played football at virginia military institute and you earned a master's in elementary ed at california university of pennsylvania and eventually, going into teaching, uh, what a great background that you have. Why did you return uh, to the Catholic school system?
1: Oh, um, let me I try to give a shout out also to my um, the Virginia Military Institute football team who won the Southern Conference over the weekend they're going to the Division one AA uh, football playoffs so they're wow. playing they're playing Powerhouse James Madison, so I want to just give them a shout out. Mm-hmm. Um, In in regards to returning back to the Catholic schools, um, uh, I I believe that uh, a Catholic education teaches a person to be good. Um, It also teaches good morals uh, you need in life to be a better person. Uh, I try to be a good role model for my students uh, here at Holy Family and also for the teachers here also. Um, I I do have uh, my three children have gone through uh, Catholic school since preschool, uh, all the way to twelfth grade, high school, um, and and I have an older daughter that uh, uh, attended Catholic University, and now she works at the uh, diocese in, uh, in 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 uh, Washington D.C. Uh, and my youngest daughter is attending St. Francis University. So, um, I do have a my son uh, went to Washington Jefferson College, played football there, and he's actually overseas. Um, in Italy, playing professional football, but it shows that uh, you know a Catholic education could could lead you anywhere, um, and and that's why I, I return to the Catholic schools because I want to teach kids and, and show them that you know whatever goals you set for yourself, uh, they're attainable and able to be reached.
0: Yeah. Now, but you try to instill a love of learning with your students. How do you go about doing that?
1: Um, um, well really, you know, I try to instill that into the teachers um, the, my teachers at Holy Family do a great job of this. Uh, they make their students enjoy coming to the classroom uh, they have fun they have lively lessons they teach to the students uh, which allow them to learn and have fun uh, in the process um, you know I believe this makes students want to be in school and they want to learn and they and the and they love to learn.
0: Now, service learning is a critical part of the curriculum at Holy Family Catholic School. What is service learning, and why is it important?
1: Uh, well, even during the uh, pandemic, we've continued to provide services to others. Um, before Thanksgiving, um, during Valentine's Day, and also Easter, um, uh, the students made crafts for the residents of the Seneca Manor around the area here, and uh, we also collected um, for our food drives, and uh, students participated also in the March for Life. So um, that, that, that's what we, we continue to, to, to let the kids and them, let them understand services uh, with others is a good thing.
0: Absolutely. Yeah, learning outside the classroom, not just the textbooks or the computer, but putting your, your service into action. And they yeah. learn from that too. That's so critical, especially in the in the elementary school years. Now, your pastor at Holy Family uh, Catholic Parish is Father Kevin Pecking, and Father Kevin and I are um, are not classmates, but, but we were in the uh, seminary together. He's a few years behind me, but we were both at uh, Saint Vincent Seminary in Latrobe uh, together. And he's a great, great, big supporter of Holy Family School, and he's a great pastor also in the parish. Talk about your work together to build and promote uh, Holy <laughs> Family Catholic School in Plum.
1: Well, uh yeah, he, no, Father Kevin is a very big supporter of the school. Um yeah, it, when I first was hired here at um uh, when it was St. John's at first, um actually Father Kevin came a week and a half later, so we basically started at the same time here at uh, Holy Family. So, uh one of the things that uh both of us have worked very hard to establish is is, is a great relationship between the parish and the school. Uh, and to show that we are one family, which we all, you know, we are one holy family parish and school. Um, to keep the parish informed, we, we try to keep the parish informed about all the great things happening in the school. Uh, we have a uh, we have a dedicated page to promote the school in the weekly bulletin. Um, in addition, the parishioners are always invited and welcome to attend many school events that we have, especially when it was non-COVID years. Um, we've invited them to come to, uh, you know, certain events. That the school is having, and uh, whether the events are some type of performance, you know, some type of fundraiser, or our annual Catholic, uh, our annual Catholic Schools Week open house, where our parishioners are invited and they're welcome to walk through the school and see how hard the students are working. Um, in addition to the weekly uh, Wednesday morning masses, our students also participate in monthly. Eucharistic adoration, along with you know, any parishioners who also are in the church. Uh, so, and I believe that contemplating our Lord together is, is very powerful. Um, the, the school also promotes the different events and activities that the parish is doing on our social media as well. Uh, we also coordinate our activities, uh, fundraising calendars to make sure as much as possible that uh, parishioners and school families don't have conflicts. Uh, and can attend as many events held throughout the school and parish as possible. Uh, and w- one of our, one of the largest uh, community building events between the parish and school uh, is the annual, uh, you know, we have a family festival in July, and both school families and parishioners pitch in uh, to make it uh, as successful as possible.
0: There's a lot, lot of connections and it's and I as a pastor with two parishes. Saint Mary Magdalene has two schools, Saint Bede and Point Breeze, and I work really well with Sister Daniela Bronca and mm-hmm. um, Stephanie Michael at Sister Thea Bowman Catholic Academy in Wilkinsburg. And I'm also the pastor of Saint Benedict the Moor in the Hill District and I work with Audrey Bowser who's the principal at Saint Benedict the Moor School as a pastor to have a good relationship with the principals. Even though the schools are technically diocesan run, they're no longer uh, parish run, but the the pastor and the principals definitely have to have good communication, good support and and you incorporate the school activities with the parish, even though it's it's more of a diocesan schools now uh, than it was previously, but they're still they're still connected and that's good that you and father Kevin uh, and the parish uh, are all in this together. We just have a few minutes left, so we have two more questions very quickly. Can you tell us beau what 's ahead? Uh, in May, with Iowa testing student projects in the last day of school you're coming into the home stretch uh what 's ahead for, with may and june
1: oh uh, yeah yes, and it's uh, like like we said it's coming out fast in the last day of school, which is our last day of school is June fourth uh that cannot be your know, soon enough here um, <laughs> yeah. so we we have uh you know we have testing in may the Iowa testing in may um with with uh our first through eighth grade students um we have a few more fundraisers to finish the year. Um, we've actually, the, the one fundraiser coming up, uh, we've combined with the parish t- to do uh, to put together. This will be done every Friday to 7 in our parish upper parking lot. Um, so I gave a little plug there for one of our fundraisers uh, that we're having here soon. <laughs> and um, like you said, we're trying to finish out the school year uh, as best we can. Uh, plus our second grade students are preparing for First Holy Communion. And then we also have uh, graduations for our uh, preschool classes, and also uh, with our eighth grade students. And we're we're looking forward to that, and that should be exciting.
0: Awesome! And families interested in learning more about Holy Family Catholic School in Plum, how can they get in touch with you?
1: Uh, We have a website that everyone can look at. It's uh, www.holyfamilycatholic.net. Check out the website. We have things posted on there. phone number to contact us would be at 412 793 4580 we also have a facebook page and instagram and uh um, that, that's the ways that, that we can get in they can get in contact with us if they are interested in uh and we are enrolling now so we have kindergarten through 8th grade and we also have uh, a preschool here and also at saint aranace in oakmont
0: Mr. Beau Catrone, the principal at Holy Family Catholic School in Plum, thanks for being with us this morning. Thank you. We'll be back in a moment here on KDK Radio. This week in our Plus segment, we are featuring the fourth Sunday of Easter, and traditionally the fourth Sunday of Easter is called Good Shepherd Sunday because we always read from the Gospel of St. John, which focuses on Jesus as the Good Shepherd who guides us and protects us. The Good Shepherd lays down his life for the sheep rather than allowing them to stray or to suffer. And we all face uh, challenges, sickness, loss, fear, ridicule. We worry about our loved ones. We struggle with loneliness or anxiety or with addictions. Jesus cares for us and protects us. And we lean on the Good Shepherd to help us, especially when we are facing uh, fears and unsettling times. Love and devotion and gentleness, these are all words that are describing our Savior, Jesus, who is the Good Shepherd. So on this Good Shepherd Sunday, whatever we are uh, going through, whatever difficulties, whatever challenges, the challenges uh, of our communities and the civil unrest that we are still experiencing in our cities and, and across our country, the political divisions, that uh, the, the COVID nineteen pandemic, as we continue uh, to go through, hopefully the light at the end of the tunnel. Whatever fears or struggles, let's lean on Jesus as our good shepherd to be there, to walk with us, to guide us, and to protect us. Have a great uh, next couple weeks. We'll be back in two weeks. You're listening to Catholic Education Plus with Father Tom Burke here on KDK Radio.